Every Christmas we celebrate the Incarnation, right? Every Christmas we celebrate the fact that God became one of us. Have you ever stopped to ask the question, why? Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz and this is Ascension Presents. Why did God become a human being? I was talking with a man recently and he said, is it because he wanted to know what it was like to be one of us? Is, is it that God wanted to, to know, like, what's the experience of the human person on this planet? And that's why he became one of us. And that's a really great answer. It reveals that we don't necessarily know the depth of who God truly is or what even God truly is. Because what we believe about God is that God is, when we say God is omniscient in the sense of he knows everything that there is to know, he knows everything there is to know. That's what we're saying. He doesn't lack anything. He didn't lack knowledge. He didn't lack what it was, knowing what it was like to live as a human being. If God wants to know something, he already knows it. There is literally nothing that is beyond his level of knowledge. So it wasn't like, you know, some of the Greek or Roman gods or some of the ancient other gods that would, would say like, oh, maybe they walked among us in order to kind of be humble or in order to kind of learn what it's like to, to, to not be a god. That's not the case. Not when it comes to the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is nothing beyond their scope of knowledge, okay? So then the question remains though, why? Why did God become human? And I'm not going to make anything up. I'm not going to say there's five, the top five reasons God became man because I don't have to make it up because it's in the catechism. So <laughs> look it up. But here they are in the catechism. It says, number one, well, actually, <laughs> the major reason, major reason is because it says, we say it every Sunday in the Nicene Creed, for us men and for the sake of our salvation. He was incarnate by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. For us and for the sake of our salvation, he became man to A, number one, reconcile us to God. What we experience is what we experience. We're born into this world, a good world, but a broken world. We're, we're born into this world as good people, but broken people. We're given a heart like God, but a broken heart like God. And so what does God do? God has seen this, this, this massive, unbridgeable gap between himself and us. That's the result of sin, is this unbridgeable gap between divinity and humanity. And so what did God do? He bridged the unbridgeable gap, being fully God and fully man. He's the only being in the universe, or it, even beyond the universe, only being in existence who could ever reconcile us to himself. He's the only being who could actually bridge the gap between humanity and divinity. And he does this, not only in the incarnation, he does this on the cross. He does this, I mean, think about it, even the cross becomes the bridge between divinity and humanity. So why did God become one of us? To reconcile us to God, to give us access to the Father, that, that through his death and his resurrection, his life, death, and resurrection, he has made it possible for us to take that step to be reconciled with the Father. The second reason why God became man is to prove to us his love. Again, God didn't need to know uh, what it was like to be one of us, but what we needed to know is whether or not we mattered to God. And so Jesus, in the flesh, reveals to us that the Father's heart is for us. What's John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that all those who believe in him might not perish but might have eternal life. <laughs> Gosh, he, he so loved the world. We would never know this. Again, why? Because the world is good but it's broken. We look around this good but broken world and we think, does God even care? The second reason why God became one of us is to prove to us that he has not forgotten us. 
that he's not abandoned us, but that he loves us. You know, one of the things that is a result of the fall is that trust has died in our hearts. The biggest wound I think most of us walk around this, walk through this life with is, can I really trust God? And the incarnation, God becoming one of us, is God's declaration that I have not forgotten you, I have not abandoned you, and I love you. To what point? I love you to the point of death. I don't know if you remember this. I remember, gosh, I remember being a kid and walking to my, my older sister's room and she had this little thing she might have gotten for her confirmation, a little saying, and it was, Lord, do you love me? And he said, yes. And I said, how much do you love me? And he stretched out his arms and he died on the cross. He said, this much. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing, but just like that's the, that's the reality. Why did God become one of us? To, to let us know that he's not forgotten us, he's not abandoned us. He loves us. How much? <laughs> on the cross. This much. Number three. Um, so not only uh, to reconcile us to God, not only to prove to us that he loves us, but thirdly, because he has revealed to us what holiness looks like. He revealed to us he's a model for holiness. It's so powerful to recognize the fact that in Jesus, we have this model for holiness that as he walked, we're called to walk. As he lived, we're called to live. As he loved to the point of giving up his life, you and I are called to love, not just those who love us, but also our enemies and to pray for those who hurt us. So. Jesus reconciles us to the Father. He shows us, proves to us that God loves us and has not forgotten us or abandoned us. He also shows us how to walk in this world. He's a model for holiness. And, and lastly, the fourth reason the Catechism gives is God became one of us so we could become like God. I mean, this is, this is back from St. Irenaeus back in the second century. He said, God became man so that man could become gods. Now, that doesn't mean that we all become gods. What it means is we become, the fancy phrase is, partakers in the divine nature. That's from uh, one of Peter's letters in the New Testament, that God became one of us so that we could become partakers in the divine nature. What that means, that means that when you were baptized, that the Holy Spirit came upon you and you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Yep, you're made a child of God. Absolutely. You became a sharer in God's very nature. Divinity lives in you, in the Holy Spirit, because of your baptism. And it's only Jesus that makes that possible. It is only Jesus that makes that possible, that we can become sharers in the divine nature. And it's the Holy Spirit that makes that actual. So here's the Father who gives the gift of his Son, and Jesus Christ, <laughs> he makes it possible for us to become adopted sons and daughters of God, and the Holy Spirit makes that actual the moment you were baptized. These are the four reasons the Catechism gives, at least, for why did God become one of us? Why was the Word made flesh and dwell among us? For those four reasons. To reconcile us to the Father. To prove to us that God has not forgotten us, abandoned us, but He loves us. To, to be a model for holiness to us and to make us His adopted children. I just, <laughs> I feel like I'm yelling this whole, this whole video. I apologize for that. I'm just so grateful. I'm just so excited. I'm just so um, in awe of the fact that that is what love of you has, has I don't want to say moved God to do, but that's, what, that's how he's expressed his love for you. So Christmas isn't just this holiday we remember something. Christmas and the incarnation and every single day, every single moment we realize that the word became flesh and dwelt among us is a moment we realize that God did that not to know what it was like to be one of us, but he did it so that we could become more like him. Ah, so amazing. Anyways, for all of us here at Ascension Presents, my name is Father Mike. God bless. 
Nestled under the warm Florida sun is a university whose name indicates a vocational call. Ave Maria, which is Latin for Hail Mary, recalls the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary of her future vocation, becoming the mother of God. Enriched by God's grace, Mary freely assents to this call. This is the model for all students. Come to Ave Maria University, where we offer a liberal arts curriculum buoyed by the sacraments. This empowers you to clearly see your vocational call, whatever that call might be. Ave Maria University, your vocation location. Visit AveMaria.edu or call 1-833-AMUSWFL.